Um, that's a them that's problem. That's a them 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 problem. LOL! Welcome back to That's a Them Problem, episode two. How are we doing, team? How was your week? I am getting into this place where and my friend and i spoke about it is that like i'm so busy that i don't have time to kind of reflect on what i'm doing every day and then by the time that the weekend comes around i'm still so very tired and then i just focus on sleeping or resting or hyper fixating on something and then i don't get proper sleep and then we back here also i'm so sorry about the sound again we don't have a studio studio we are in my mom's sewing room we can call it that today we are going to talk about the dysfunction that is trying to be a functional person let's just say that i'm already neurodivergent so being a functional person is already a very far-fetched idea for me i would definitely say and even then like being a functional person be it with neurodivergencies or mental health issues for example doesn't make you any less of a functioning human being especially if you're taking the steps to make life easier for yourself be it through therapy through medication through yoga hey man yoga works i don't know if it does i'm just saying that as if i know but i don't know and also i feel like function in a weird way is an interesting word i love language in a sense because a lot of words that we use are, are obviously multifaceted but the way we use them is a very limited idea of what um they could mean and so for me functional i would love to separate what i do from who i am i'm still trying to find the balance between saying I am a multifaceted creative and saying that I like music. I don't know if that makes sense. It probably doesn't make sense. What the fuck are we talking about? Hey guys, listen, again, this, the dysfunction of being a functional human being. I don't have a great train of thought. I had a conversation with someone. I'm not going to say who because, yeah, that's none of your business. But basically... I was talking about this podcast and how I was starting this and something that they said to me was that I need to expand my vocabulary because I say um and like a lot and I was trying to explain that I was trying to explain that when I'm trying to find the right words or when I'm trying to not (laughs) there's so much going on my I firstly I slap myself let's get over that hump and then Take, take 17. I was trying to explain to them that when I would like to say something in a particular way, my brain starts malfunctioning and so I take longer to find the words to say it. And I've honestly been very I've been very self-conscious about the way that I the way that I speak, the way that I talk for a very long time because of the way that because of the cadence of my conversation. Um, 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 um. Because of the cadence of my conversation, a lot of people count me out at the beginning of conversations or they don't want to follow through. And it does get a little frustrating sometimes because also I meet a lot of people that only want to talk at people. They don't actually want to listen. And I love having a back and forth conversation. I love playing tennis. Ooh, I love playing tennis. So if 
people want to get into a really good conversation with me where I feel fulfilled in participating in the conversation and they also feel fulfilled and feel knowledgeable and I feel knowledgeable, you know, and it's this beautiful exchange. It's it's really important, it's really special to me because, like, I don't get that connection from a lot of people. And the people that do have those conversations with me know that I can go on and on and on and on and I pin and pin and pin from the last episode when I take a thought and I just put it on the board and then I talk about something else and then I come back to it. Like, I do that shit all the time. I also just want to apologize for how incoherent the first episode might have been. Also, I want to thank the people that are watching this episode. I hope that the sound is okay. Also, when it comes to being a functional person, I'm never going to credit on the divergencies, we'll call them that. Uh, the... I wanted to say not typical, but anyway, I, I'm never going to say that a, a person with sh- shortcomings is, un- is not functional, but I would say that a dysfunctional person has certain types of behaviors, and ooh, on this island, on this that's a them problem island, there are so many, there's not so many, there are behaviors that irk my tits, grate my tits, uh, invert my balls, just get me in a bad mood immediately and let's just say that again like you see because i want to i want to say something in a particular way the people that know me know that i'm an angry fucking person but only sometimes when these particular behaviors arise arise and one of them is not taking responsibility because guess what i'm a people pleaser and if you let the ball go i'm gonna pick it up and i'm gonna do all the work after you not because you asked me and not because it's my place to, but because I can't see dysfunction. I think we should have like a trauma count <laughs> somewhere. And then every time I make that face, that's that's one point of the trauma count. But that's something that I particularly don't see as a functioning human being. If you're not responsible, you're not a functioning human being. If you're not direct. I'm a direct-ass person to a fault sometimes, disgustingly so. That's why some people find me rude. My boss, my previous boss, told me twice with her chest that she appreciates the fact that she doesn't ever have to guess how I feel. I always just say how I feel. Which, I mean, a lot of people should get on board with. Like, I just feel like there's no, there's no reason to hide how I feel or to dismiss how I feel in specific spaces because I want to be as authentic and I want to be as comfortable as possible. And I'm at this point where I don't owe anyone comfort. I spent my whole life trying to comfort people. That's why I have such a bad people-pleasing streak. And so I can't not not stand up for myself now. That's why I get so angry. Because I realize that like, if you are not looking out for yourself all the time, people are just going to walk all over you all the time. And so that's why I feel like I'm angry all the time. Because people don't realize too how how much they take advantage of the good people and the easy outs of of their relationships and the people in their relationships you know what i'm saying another behavior that i feel that i don't feel is a is a characteristic of a functional person oh let's see oh just men uh, um are straight then okay because i don't find your whole group functional <laughs> Okay, at least the misogynistic ones. At least the ones who are tight in the grips of the patriarchy. The the men who still look at women as sexual objects and nothing more. 
they want to ask them how the sky is and then laugh at their answer just because they want to get cheeks. Those men, are you okay? I don't think you're okay and I don't think you're functioning great. And so that's why I just want to bring awareness to you. <laughs> the most marginal... <clears throat> I'm not even going to finish that because that is bullshit. But crazy, right? Yeah, no. Straight men in general. Misogynistic men. I just want to... This is counterproductive because I have a lot to say about men. But I just want to hug all of you and just say that it's going to be okay. Because, like, y'all can't see further than your... <clears throat> This is Kara. One thing, especially working in a very like high-paced environment, that means a dysfunctional environment. Let's just be honest. When a company says that it's a high-paced, high-pressure environment, it means that it's extremely dysfunctional. And no one knows what the fuck they're doing until it happens. One thing that I, because of that, one thing that I cannot tolerate in a professional sense is not having critical thinking. Actually, let's not even put it in a professional sense. Not being a critical thinker. Let's take a moment to think beyond how I could possibly feel so that everything else works out. Because sometimes y'all be too selfish and just be thinking about one-directional things. And like in the previous episode, how artists are one-minded, one-directional minds are not the same thing. Single-minded is on one specific idea that is executed through art. That's me defending. (laughs) That's me defending artists. But one direction-minded is that you only believe one thing and you will not steer from that. And also, what are beliefs and morals and how do we cultivate them, practice and facilitate them? I feel like that should be an episode by itself. But anyway... Okay, so basically every episode, I, I, I go through the topic... And I kind of write little pointers that I would like to go through and things that I find that would make the episode easier to go over and stuff. And one of the things I wrote down was, what is your energy giving and aura color theory? I did not do the research for this part, but what's your energy giving and your aura color? I can only speak for myself. One of my closest friends, one of the people that I hold so close to my heart, she told me that my aura color is like orange yellow i told her how much that meant to me because for a long time oh and she she alluded the orange and yellow to like the sun and to like warmth and stuff it's crazy because to be quite honest with you i hear stuff like that about myself and i don't feel that about myself maybe it's really bad that i don't feel that about myself but i don't particularly think that i'm a good person and that's a really really scary thing to say out loud And not to say that I've done really bad shit that warrants me a bad person. But just by the mere fact that I am a selfish person sometimes. I am just an irritable person sometimes. I am just not wanting to give a fuck about anyone. It just makes me feel like when people are highlighting the good things about me, it feels like I haven't had the time to notice that because I invest so much of my energy being an angry an irritable person because that's what I feel like that's the emotions that are visceral to me but being present and being empathetic and holding space for people which I love doing in in general with the people that I really care about I don't feel it doesn't give strain to my body do you know what I mean so I don't pay attention it's almost like 
that is, that is my automatic. You know what I'm saying? And then everything else is just this like fucking mechanism of pain, dude. Mechanism of pain. Fuck. What does my energy give? Okay. To the people that know me, I would I I'm talking for you guys. I'm talking for you guys. Uh my energy is giving hilarious, warm and bright. <laughs> and sarcastic and judgy. I always I want to stop saying this. I used to celebrate the fact that I was so judgmental. And not in a sense that like I'm judging you like like on stupid shit, class like classist judgmental kind of like perspectives now. More just in the moment shit. <laughs> if you tell me something and I immediately go, I'm that person, you know. I judge you by your actions, not by what you look like or, you know, what you your dispositions or shit like that. I don't I don't believe in that shit. But to other people who don't know me, they've told me that my energy is intimidating. And this rolls over to I don't owe you comfort. I'm so sorry that my energy is so impactful in your space at that present moment that you feel the need to tell me that my energy is too much. Anyway, dysfunction of the mind and the body and the regulation of oneself. Oh my god. So, Miss Tham, not Miss Tham, Miss Tham, because it's Miss Tham. I keep forgetting that, like, this is my mic. Fuck. I studied psychology in university, so I very much diagnosed myself. Kept a lot of uh, extra knowledge about just the well-being of the body and how, basically, between nature and nurture, how you could fuck yourself up <laughs> and become neurodivergent without even trying. One thing I will say, it's not like it's a not known thing, but obviously trauma isn't processed properly. It moves from the front all the way to the back and then it starts like... Don't, don't take this part that I just said by fact. I am no, I'm not a doctor and I'm not a practicing psychologist. I just studied psychology. But this is how I kind of understand how trauma happens and moves through the body, right? The event happens in front of your eyes. It moves through the brain all the way to the back and then it starts to the back i mean the subconscious please don't say i'm not meaning the brain please god like moves to the subconscious because it's not fully the train didn't leave the station but like my english bundles are <sighs> and this is why i'm so insecure about how i talk because sometimes this happens and it's not because i'm stupid it's because I have so much to say that like nothing comes out and my brain just goes the dysfunction of the mind. <laughs> you see, it all comes full circle. The event happens, it moves to the subconscious because it's not fully worked through, it's suppressed. And then trauma starts storing in the body, right? And then it becomes not only a mental struggle to get through, but sometimes it manifests in the physical and it manifests in the physical body. You know, so people with a lot of um, anxiety and a lot of PTSD have a lot of... I don't know what... Dude, I'm rubbing my tit. Yes, get over it. This is this is my podcast. So you can, like, get the fuck out of it. Um, <laughs> what the fuck? I'm so sorry. I'm just taking a minute to, to bring myself back to what the fuck I was talking about. Trauma gets stored in the body. And then... People who have anxiety and PTSD oftentimes have stomach issues because 
again, it gets manifested into physical ailment. Ailments? 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 I feel like I should just cut this right now because now I'm getting super insecure about how I'm speaking. But anyway, we'll just carry on. And then regulating oneself. So one thing I can say is that, oh, love to my parents. But my parents are not regulated people. Emotionally regulated? No. Mentally regulated? No. And so I can't blame myself for not, at first, not knowing how to regulate myself. But I also can't get too angry at myself for when I, right now, in my 20s, am still unable to regulate myself. But I'm trying. And I do quite well, to be honest. Just certain things obviously just set me off and I'm just like, no. And even then, like, um, what happens... Okay, this is a list of my emotional dysregulation. <clears throat> when I am extremely angry, because as a kid I couldn't, I wasn't allowed to shout or show visceral anger. Like anger, <laughs> I wasn't allowed to show visceral anger. That also didn't sound right. But what is move on? It dips into in my adult life when I'm extremely angry or extremely frustrated. I want to immediately cry, but like ball tears, like just ah, ah, ah. <laughs> I want to be, like I want to cry, and then when I'm extremely lonely and sad, I just want to shut power down. Mm-hmm. I just want to not talk to anyone. I just want to smoke weed and like shut out the world. I don't want to hear anything. I just want to hear that, but not in like a Let's just move the fuck on. So that's that. And then one thing that sets me off completely, but this is because I'm an anxious, attached person, is when... But also I don't know what this is, actually, to be quite honest with you. I'm one of those people that I want to help the people in my life, especially when shit is going down, right? I want to help. I want to help now. I want to help in any way possible, even if it's to make you feel better or to support you. I want to do that for you, Right? Some people can't process that when they're going through shit. And so it feels more overwhelming than just letting them do their own thing. So what happens is I see them going through some shit and then I start doing this, right? And then they start seeing me do this and they're like, oh, fucking no way. And then they start retreating and then I start feeling disconnected i start feeling like i'm on an island alone and i'm like i'm like what the fuck is going on why can't i connect with the people that i need to and so i start feeling like a loss (laughs) that dysfunction my dude that irregular emotional dysfunction is really scary sometimes and i'm trying my very best especially now while i'm while i'm extremely stressed and busy at this very moment that i need to not i'm trying to not be dependent on people that i love to emotionally fill me because it's selfish to ask of that all the time and it's not like i ask of that all the time but to me just asking is the inconvenience do you know what i mean i'm always the person that is doing something and and giving so to ask for something is one it feels like i'm being annoying another part of me feels like i look stupid for asking for help and this again if we're going to bring it trauma count uh if we're going to bring it back to my childhood i've just always i've been told i've been told many times in different ways that i'm always the kid that just can figure it out (laughs) just 
just leave her she'll figure it out just leave them now leave them they'll figure it out and not to say that it was really hard to be left to my own devices but fuck it's a very difficult and very lonely space to do that and then still be left to your own devices because you know how to figure shit out and then when you finally like stepped over the mountain to figure your shit out by the time you get to that mountain you see someone else struggling on theirs and then you kind of like fucking tread to get to them so that you can help them over but then you have to go back to your fucking path and then like <sighs> talk about pouring out of a cup that's empty and no lie and no shade to the the people that i have in my life right now and it's not their duty to pour into me it's not their responsibility to pour into me it's not their expectation to pour into me but i feel that when i'm when i'm not present or when i'm not replying which is like honestly sometimes i just i don't have the capacity to i feel like i'm either letting them down or i'm asking too much of them if i really need them you know what i mean it just is really sad sometimes can we tell the dysfunction is getting real <laughs> jesus the last thing i have oh two things i have what behaviors make me worry and want to give y'all uh, want to give a hug to some of y'all fuck <laughs> did we just list that shit i feel like we did one thing one one behavior that I, I i see and i'm just like i need to give you a hug is people that always have something to say but in a way that's always alluded to them like somehow the conversation always gets brought to them i understand people who love the spotlight i love I, I understand people and i love people who can lead the conversation from like like they the center of, of the conversation right i love people like that but it's people that can't read the room of we are not trying to show each other up we're not trying to boastful people that's the word boastful people my baby can i hug you please <laughs> People who consistently say you need to be humble, I also want to give you a hug. Because one thing that I am tired of doing is not giving myself flowers and being humble all the fucking time. To be humble is something like to denounce your importance at the, not at the expense, but like at the place of some of, uh, the, at the place of someone else. And I'm like, bro. I'm so sorry. I'm 23 right now. This is my time to have the biggest fucking chest ever. This is my time to be like, fuck all of you guys, look what I'm doing. You know what I mean? And I haven't done that. And also, trauma count. Let's go. Another thing that I've been taught in my life is that I can't celebrate my wins. And, hmm, and coupled with that, I can't... I can't acknowledge other people's wins without announcing my failures. So I just don't celebrate the wins of other people. And that's fucked up. And I eliminated that shit long ago because I love celebrating wins with my friends. I love celebrating wins with the people I love because I know that their wins are my wins, dude. And at the same time, like, I, I want that for the people in my life too. I, want, I don't want to consistently have something very big that happens to me. And the only thing that I have to celebrate is a picture on Instagram either the day after or the week after. That's it. Like, there's no, like, grand post and, like, conversations about it afterwards. Like, I don't get to, like, be like, yeah, yeah, so I did this and I did that. I don't get to do that because I'm 
supposed to be humble in spaces. And ooh, this is not the same as boastful, right? I'm talking about, <clears throat> okay, here's two, these are two examples of the situation. Boastful being that like, oh, we're talking about music and we're talking about our favorite artists and we're sharing music. And I say, oh no, like I really love this Drake song. Sorry that I'm mentioning Aubrey, but like, bro, I was listening to a house remix of Aubrey, so that's why. Oh, we we um, we're talking about like Drake, and then a person's like, oh yeah, um, my dad bought like um, all the 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 Drake LPs for me to hang on my wall. That's so cool. Yeah, and also like if he ever comes to Africa, like my parents are gonna buy me like um VIP tickets because I think that's really cool. That's great for you, dude. That's great. That, that, okay, even that's not that bad. But, like, you know what I mean by boastful. Like, people who are just, like, excessively showing off. But, like, about things that have nothing to do with this conversation. Have nothing to do with what is the purpose right now, right? When I talk about not being humble, for example, and this literally happened a week ago. <clears throat> I, was in a, I was in a meeting and we were talking about show content. Basically, one of the things that I need to stop being humble about is that I at 22 won a radio award for best music show at campus level in South Africa that's a big fucking thing to say and I wasn't wasn't saying it like that to people I was just I wasn't even saying it guys I wasn't even saying it I just posted something and that was it I posted like a few pictures on 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 Instagram I did a couple of stories, but that was reposted from other people. Yeah, that was one post. I should be posting more often, but like, you know, I need to be humble. And the show that I won is Top 40. Like, I'm extremely, I'm extremely good at like chart shows when it comes to like building chart shows, like looking for research and all of that stuff. Anyway, <clears throat> so I won it for Top 40 and we're talking about Top 40. Right. I don't know how I got brought up, but basically, like, basically, one of the people that I work with was mentioning me and saying that um, they're very lucky that I'm there because I'm very good at uh, top forty. And so I heard that, and I was like, "Thank you so much." And it's like, and I said, "I know I am really good at it." Right? Was that boastful, or was that just not being humble? Tell me in the comments. Maybe I'm fucked up. Maybe I'm just functional, and I don't understand the difference between being boastful and humble. But I don't mention that, and that was the perfect time to actually like own my shit and like take my flowers from the person that's handing me my flowers. And the way they reacted was like, oh, oh, not being humble. I was like, no. <laughs> what traits I think are indicators of a healthy human development and enlightenment? Oh, guys, people who are just able to hold space. Let me listen to you. You're looking sad. Can I take you for a walk and maybe ask you how you are? Messaging people out of the blue just to be like, hey, I thought of you. That's some healthy ass behavior, Jesus Christ. People who are able to articulate their feelings, not, not necessarily in the moment because I'm going to give it to people. Some people need time to process. But people who are able to articulate their feelings and not feel obligated to be soft with it. Like I said, like I don't owe people comfort and people don't owe me a comfortable experience, if that makes sense. Like I, in the same way that I'm going to hold space for people's negative emotions and negative reactions towards me, 
I'm gonna I want them to hold space for the same thing you know what I mean like I people like healthy people to me understand that like they need to tell me exactly how they feel right now despite how I feel because it's gonna make the whole situation better because at least there's clarity and communication like oh people who communicate oh I love that shit man you are healthy you are healthy people who listen to music people who share music Y'all are healthy motherfuckers and I hope that you're having a great fucking day. And then the last thing that I'll say... I keep putting my phone down. The last thing that I'll say about the dysfunction of being a functional human... I would say that as long as you're trying to better yourself for yourself, not for other people, not because someone told you that you're a horrible person, not because someone told you that you're a good person and now you feel like you need to live up to that, not because the voices in your head say that you're a dysfunctional person. As long as you are trying, then you are completely functional. Like, obviously, this is a very heavy topic. Not really. It's a, it's a very weird topic because, obviously, how can you call people dysfunctional? Because everyone's trying their hardest. I would just say that I'm holding space for the people that try every day to be a better person for themselves. And in turn, are better for the people around them and for their relationships. And I don't mean better as in better financially or better materialistically. I mean better like mentally, better better physically, better emotionally and spiritually. Like, 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 like. I feel that you could have everything in the world, but if you're not good here and here and like here, here being the spirit, right? Because I don't know where the spirit is. It's just somewhere, somewhere in the body that I am in right now. If that is not in a good place, in alignment, in some sort of ease and peace, no amount of material or money can fix that. Do you know what I mean? And that's where the most bags are carried. That's where the most baggage is carried. Bang, lady, you gonna hurt your bag. You see, yeah. Carrying all that shit like that. So... I just think to be a functional person is to be a present human. To be a functional person is to be an empathetic and compassionate human. Um, To be a functional person is to be a honest with themselves and direct with others. Ooh, that was bars. Anyway, I think I'm going to cut it there. Thank you so much for listening to another episode. Thank you for watching if you're watching this on YouTube. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please let me know what behaviors you think are dysfunctional. I think that would be so cute. Actually, no, no, no. Let's not, let's not make it negative. Rather, what behaviors or characteristics do you feel are indicators of healthy humans and functional humans? I feel like that would be great. Let's share energy. Thank you so much. Next, uh, Another episode will be posted next week. Next episode, I'm going to have a guest, so please stay tuned for that. And until we talk and see each other again.